Journey to Organization, episode 112, Email and Digital Clutter. You're listening to the Journey to Organization podcast with Rebecca Saltzman, advice to help you clear your clutter and your mind. Hello and welcome to Journey to Organization. I'm Rebecca Saltzman from Balagan Begone Personal Organization, and today I want to talk about digital clutter. I know you all have it, (laughs) so I want to address it. The truth is, people think that having a lot of digital files is okay, and to a certain extent, it is, but in theory, you can save everything in digital format, especially for people who are nervous about getting rid of paperwork. It kind of seems like a good idea, except for that you have to be careful that you don't become a digital hoarder. Now, if it's getting hard for you to find what you need on your computer, or if you're running out of space, you may be a digital hoarder, and a serious cleanout is not only needed, but necessary. So... Today I want to go through, you know, the best practices to clean out and file your computers and, you know, then I need you to sit down and make a time to actually do it. It's nice if you're sitting here listening and being like, yes, I need to do that. Totally, 100%. But the truth is, is if you don't actually put some time on your calendar, it's probably not going to get done. Now, you can do this at a time when, you know, you don't need a lot of mental capacity. So it's something, a good task for the end of the day. If you're waiting for somebody to give you something, it's a good idea. Take 10 minutes, just do a little clean out, do a little organizing, pick a small area to do. Just do a little bit. Every day you could do a little bit is better than not doing anything at all. So, you know, if you know you're going to be waiting for an hour somewhere, bring your laptop with you and just organize your files. It's a great way to just get some things done that are important, but not, you know, life shattering important. (laughs) Like if you don't get to it right now, it's going to be the end of the world, right? But it will make your life easier when you're searching for something. So again, today we're just going to go through the best way to clean out the files and how to organize them. So in terms of cleaning out, like I just said, you're just going to need to sit down and go through it file by file. You're going to have to move everything into the correct folder. But before you can even do that, you need to set up a basic folder system for yourself. Now I'm going to go into, ha- I'm going to talk about how to deal with folders, but uh, the basic folder system is is an important like tree to set up before. So you have a, um, so you have a place where you can actually drag the files into. Now you can always add more folders, but it's a good idea just to outline it, even on a piece of paper, so you understand exactly what you need and where everything goes, what you still may need, what you know you want to add, what you want to scan, like you can have like a, a, a wish list, if you will. So, but just laying it out a little bit and starting to understand how to set up the structure is really important. So, If you want to save all the papers you have, all the documents you download, okay, but you really need to set up the the system with a naming practice so that you can actually find things that you need, and you need to make sure that you don't have duplicates. It's really just like a regular paper filing cabinet, just, you know, on your computer. So the way that I like to set up the file trees, if you will, the master folders, is I keep like 
uh, very like large names like household or business. And then under each type of category, I have smaller drill down folders. So for example, in my business, I have, uh, let's say I have a place where I keep all the artwork, the general artwork, and then I have um, a folder for each one of my classes. So I have a folder for Conquer Clutter. I have a folder for It's About Time Management. I have a folder for my Pesach class. And then within the folders, I have other folders, but then I can easily easily find exactly what I'm looking for. So if I go into, let's say, Conquer Your Clutter, then I have uh, weeks one through 10, I have any bonus, I have I have files that are called, uh, folders that are called, sorry. I have folders that are called week zero one, week zero two, up to number 10. I have a folder called bonus, I have a folder called artwork, I have a folder called images. And I have all these different folders so that I can easily get into what I need to when I need to find something. It's it's very clear. It's very set up that way. And the files are named according to what they what they are. So for example, all the videos in week one, let's say, are labeled week zero one video. All the all the downloads for week one are labeled week zero one download or the download name so that it's very much um, clear exactly where everything is, what everything is when I open up a folder. Now, if you don't have a business, that's fine. We can apply the same thing to the household. So for example, um, for my house, so I have everything filed under the address of our current house. And then under the address folder, when you click on the address folder, then you get another set of folders that are things like electric or water or Arnona, which is property insurance, or you get um, things that are like our our lease or, or our rental agreement, right? And if you had a mortgage, you could put your mortgage there, mortgage documents. Um, and then there's a folder, you know, underneath the household that's banking, let's say. So I would have all the banking information, a personal bank account, a business bank account, right? I might find that I might be more useful to put my business bank account under my business section. That might be useful too. But just so you get the general idea, whatever makes sense to you is how you should do it. It doesn't need to make sense to me. It needs to make sense to you. You need to be able to easily find it. But you have to think about where am I going to look to find this document that I need to find, right? Okay, so we have we have these general categories and and then we have inside the general category. So let's go back to the house, for example. So we have electric and water, right? So inside electric and water, I would have a folder for each year. So 2019, 2018, 2017, 2016. And then as I get bills, I scan them in or I or I save them from the PDF in the email that I get them from, and I just move them directly into that folder, but I make sure that they have a naming protocol. Okay, so what I mean by a naming protocol is, is that all of my files are saved in the same way or similar way so that I can search for them without having to open up a million folders if I can't remember exactly where I need to go. So for example, if I'm saving things for my electric bill, I would save it as the month, then the year, then the address of the bill, and then I would call it electric bill. So it would be like 08-2019-address, then dash electric or something like that. I might even call it chavrat chashmal, right? So 
in this case, if I made a mistake, let's say by mistake I hit 2017, right? <laughs> and I searched 08 2017 um, and two files would come up. I would instantly be able to see the mistake because one would be in the 2019 folder and one would be in the 27 fold, 2020 the 2017 folder. And then I could just go in, double check and make sure where I made the mistake and correct the mistake easily. But the point is, is if you make a keystroke error, when you use these naming practices, it's going to be a lot easier to see where you went wrong rather than opening up 70 million files. If I'm feeling super duper organized, or if I have a lot of paper, at the end of the year, I combine all these files into one file and de delete the individual files. It's actually easier to send it to my accountant that way. You can combine them in Adobe Acrobat or any PDF reader. This is not strictly necessary. It's just a nice thing to do at the end of the year. Then all the documents are together. It gives you a chance to make sure everything's correct. It gives you a chance to make sure everything is not missing, right? So you just are going through it sort of <laughs> file by file, um, making it easier for everybody in the future, right? Okay, so then if I went back out to my main household folder, you would find a folder called kids, let's say. So in there, there's a file for each of my children. And when you click on each child's name, then you see a folder for each, for each year that they've been alive. And inside the year, then I have documents like IEPs, evaluations, as well as health records, any achievements, report cards are saved there. Now, if the kids don't have a lot, like there are some years that I have a million evaluations and a lot of uh, health records and a lot of report cards, then I go ahead and I organize it in one more folder and I do report cards, evaluations, health records, right? But for the most part, as they're getting bigger, I'm having less and less. So it's like really three or four files per kid. So then I don't have to you know, do as many folders because it's very clear from these three files exactly what is going on there. But I use the similar naming practice like I told you before. So I would use 08-2019, the name of the kid and the type of the file. So if it's the report card, I would say grade four report card, right? Or I would say, uh, you know, winter IEP or winter evaluation and I sort of give myself a season this way I know where or second semester evaluation or something like that this way I know when I'm searching for it it's clear exactly what this file is or even if I'm not like doing an actual search like putting it in the in the search box, even if I'm just looking at all the files, it's very clear just from the name what exactly the file is. It's in your best interest to clearly save the files in a way that will recall to you exactly what the file is just by looking for it. So the good thing about naming something like, uh, you know, fourth grade is also if I can't remember fourth grade report card that is if I can't remember what year my kid was in fourth grade which is a common thing because you know that requires math right <laughs> I gotta remember how old they are and then figure out and subtract and oh it's not worth it it's too much too taxing on my brain right so if I need my kid's fourth grade report card and I want to find it then all I can do is type the name of the child plus fourth grade and that file's gonna come up and it's gonna show me exactly what year and what folder that's in. It's gonna make my life a lot easier, right? So, <laughs> you know, you wanna 
give the details so it's easy for you to find and figure out exactly what the file is. Now, you might be wondering about pictures. So for pictures, I like to organize them in folders. Now, I have to say, I mean, most pictures at this point are digital. So they come with a digital file name on it, some sort of numbering system. Usually, it's the date plus the time. Um, so, you know, you kind of know exactly when everything is, plus like a number for that. So it's like, you know, August 2019 plus the timestamp plus 001 or something like that, right? So... What I like to do for for photographs is under the photos section of my computer is I make a folder for the year, okay? So I have all the years in the photos, right? And then in the year, I would break it down to a date plus if I if there's a specific event, it's not just a random photo from a random day, right? If there's a specific event like a bar mitzvah or a wedding or a picnic or even like and there's a lot of pictures then I'll just write like August you know 01 2019 you know family picnic and I'll just drag and drop all the photos right into that um right into that folder because it's there's no point really in going through and renaming all the pictures if you're looking for a specific picture from that day you'll know and it's hard to really name like sort of picture specifically plus it takes a lot of time and I just don't think that that's worth the energy because if you're looking for a picture from the picnic you're going to know you're looking for a picture from the picnic the issue is going to be when was the picnic <laughs> so that's why you might not remember what year to look through but you you would remember you know that you were looking for picnic so it's important to say like August 2019 picnic or family picnic or picnic in the park or something that will give you parameters so that you remember exactly what it is that you're looking for. Um, and the parameters are really the whole point of this conversation. Like if you're not being specific about how you're naming things, it's going to be more difficult for you to find things. So just the more specific you can be, the better off you'll be. This is true also when you're doing paper files. Be specific. Don't just write bank, write bank, you know, personal, write bank business, write bank your child's name, write whatever it is, bank mortgage. Be specific about the type of file it is. It's easier for you to find it later on. Now, if you aren't already organized and you need to get organized, there's no sweat. <laughs> you don't have to worry about doing this all at once. It's not an all or nothing kind of thing. Implement these techniques going forward. And if you can try to sit down an hour a week or even 30 minutes a week just to reorganize your files, it's going to help you. Now, the beauty of taking the time to reorganize your files is that there's probably a lot of stuff you can delete and therefore you can free up space on your computer. I want to just put in a plug for backups as well. Now, I use hard drive backups as well as cloud backups. I find that just makes me feel better and more secure uh, that it's backed up in more than one place. Uh, but, you know, you can do whatever. If you feel totally comfortable with just the cloud, that's totally fine. There are services like Carbonite and and they're really good. There's iCloud. There's Google. Whatever works for you is fine with me. I don't really have a preference. Some other ways to clear out space are your, on your computer are check your downloads folder. If you download pictures or files or whatever, 
Go ahead and clear out what you don't need, delete what you don't need, and move the files that you do want to the correct folder in your folder tree so that you can actually find them when you're looking for them. It's also a good idea to keep your desktop clean, so do the same thing that you did in the download files. Move files there to the correct folder and delete any non-essentials. In terms of getting documents that you don't need, uh, to save in hard copy into digital format, you can use an app like Cam Scanner, which is a great app, or you can use the document feeder on your printer. It's suitable for most things you need. If you need to upgrade your printer or your scanner in either way, look for a good printer scanner, all, like all in one machine that has a good scanning bed. Uh, uh, it has a tray to you know actually do the scanning for you, so it has a roller bed, right? Um, but if you want a, just a dedicated scanner, you can get great ones on eBay and it's worth the money, especially for a portable one. You can scan on the go. They're smaller. They take up less space. They can usually do 10, 11 pages at a time. It's They're pretty fast. Um, if you want something you know, more high speed, you can get like a Fujitsu. Those are really great. That's the one I use. Um, it can handle like a lot of pages at once back in front. It's good. If that's if you have a lot, a lot of documentation, but I wouldn't recommend that if you just have, you know, a couple hundred pages. That's if you have like thousands and thousands of papers that you're digitizing, then it's worth the investment. If you, for example, are a therapist or something and you want to move all your old case files to digital files, then that would be when you want to invest in something that's really a high speed scanner. Now, if you have a job where you need to save receipts, sometimes a scanner receipt can be very helpful in organizing them. Um, it's not totally necessary. A portable scanner will also do the trick. They might be cheaper, but it's a great way to just keep receipts organized. So in Israel, you need to keep original receipts, but having digital copies means that when the original fades, like it always does, you still have proof that you made the purchase, right? Um, it's also much easier to send the scan documents to my accountant, and then when he needs the original, I'd be like, yeah, here you go, and I can give it to him then. But he hardly ever needs the original. You only need the originals if you're going to the, to the tax authority. And so, you know, I just scan them in. I always have a copy. Um, if you're wondering how I do it, <laughs> I take a glue stick. I glue them down to a larger piece of paper. I write the date, the total expense, uh, the type of expense it is, and then I can easily categorize it like if it belongs to a certain client. And then it easily goes through the scanner much more smoothly. It's it it's actually like a really great way to make sure that I have everything in place. The, the act of like putting it on a paper sort of... Um, it makes it like uh, organized. It, it like makes it so it's more, you know, easier to actually read everything that's going on in there. And it gives me like a memory of what it was for. So if my accountant was like, well, I don't understand what this is for. I could say, oh, I took someone out to lunch that day or, oh, that was gas or, you know, it just makes it easier when I can explain the expense type and how much it actually was and why it was like that and blah, blah, blah. So um, before I wrap up, I want to tell you that I'm going to be dealing with emails in a second podcast in a few weeks. So don't worry, we're going to get to emails, but I just I wanted to divide up the two categories because I felt like it was it's a different category and you function with email differently. So I wanted to just keep that separate. The other thing I want to just touch on for one minute is if you actually have file folders uh, 
and that's fine and you should and a lot of times you still need paper okay i need paper because that's the rules in israel a lot of times you need paper in the u.s too okay it's 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 not totally going to go away. You still need paper. The point is, is if you need to, you know, store files in your filing cabinet or if you need to store files digitally, make sure that it makes sense and make sure that you can be as detailed as possible. So even in your filing cabinet, try to or organize things by type. So don't just write insurance and put all the insurance documents together. Have one document, insurance, colon, car, insurance, colon, health, insurance, colon, home, whatever it is, make these files easier on yourself <laughs> so that you can actually find what you're looking for more quickly. If you take a few minutes up front to organize into these different folders, it's going to pay off in the long run when you're actually searching for something. The other thing is, is make sure that everyone in your family has a file for, and this is true digital or paper, for whatever it is you're doing. So for example, insurance, health insurance, you should have a folder for each person's different medical information. Don't just put every single person's medical information into one file. It's not helpful. You won't be able to find what you're looking for. So the better you can categorize categories, the better, the more specific you can be, the better off you will be in the long run. Okay, so if that's the takeaway from today, when you're organizing, no matter what you're doing, and this even applies to anything, okay, be specific. Don't just write vague general um, categories. Be really, really specific in exactly what you're doing. In the long run, it's going to make a humongous difference. Okay, I can't even stress enough how big the difference will be in the long run. If you have a topic you would like me to discuss, please leave me a message, send me an email, tweet at me, whatever you want, <laughs> write it across the sky. I'm happy. I'm taking a lot of the topics into consideration. Uh, just so you know, I usually plan out my topics like three or four weeks, sometimes even longer, six weeks in advance. So if I don't get to your topic right away, don't worry, I will eventually get to your topic if I think it's a good topic. Um, but most of the times I sort of develop the the request that people um, give to me as sort of, um, you know, I categorize them in larger categories so that I can hit as many topics as people are, are giving me. So, you know, if you don't hear me say your topic, feel free to send me a second message, okay? So for now, have a very happy digitally organized week. Thanks for listening to the Journey to Organization podcast. You can find Rebecca on Twitter and Instagram at BalaGonBegon and on Pinterest as Rebecca Saltzman. Visit BalaGonBegon.com for resources and to join the mailing list to get podcast updates.